we believe every person has the right to realize all that is possible for their future. Are you someone who is near retirement, who has been diligent about accumulating wealth and is now navigating the what's next heading into the next chapter of your life? Welcome to the Dream Architect Life Podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. In this podcast, we aim to help shift your focus to the things you can control so you can put your money to work in turning your dreams into reality. Through our trademarked process, The Dream Architect, we make wealth planning fun, informative, and enjoyable. Join us on this journey where Brian and Brittany will explore how you can eliminate your limiting beliefs in the pursuit of all that's possible. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Dream Architect Life Podcast. I have with me an extra special guest, somebody who has actually been working with myself and Mr. Sweet behind the scenes, creating something that is absolutely magical that we are so excited to bring to you. Uh, So with me today is Barry Goldstein. Barry's musical experience spans many styles and genres from co-producing the Grammy award-winning track, 69 Freedom Special with Les Paul for Best Rock Instrumental in 2005 to providing ambient music for Shirley MacLaine. In addition, he has composed and produced music for television, film, major record labels, and top 10 recording artists. Barry's music is being used in hospitals, hospices, cancer centers, and medical practices. In addition, Barry has worked with the father of biohacking, Dave Asprey, and reached the Billboard Top 10 New Age Albums with New York Times best-selling authors, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dr. Daniel Amen, Neil Donald Walsh, and Anita Morjani. In addition, his innovative product development and musical branding have been featured in film, TV, and number one PBS specials. As a speaker, Barry's presentations have been audience favorites from medical ground rounds to national medical conferences. Barry breaks through even the toughest of skeptics by providing research, humor, and experiential processes that demonstrate the healing and transformational aspects of music and how these musical prescriptions can be used in modern day medicine. His best-selling book, The Secret Language of the Heart, has become a go-to manual for utilizing music beyond art and entertainment. It provides over 50 groundbreaking studies that assist the reader in using music to improve their health and quality of life. It has been endorsed by medical pioneers like Dr. Norman Sheely, Dr. Stephen Sinatra, Dr. James Oshman, and Dr. Daniel Amen. So with a rap sheet like that, Barry, I am so excited to have you with us today. Brittany, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk with you and it's been um, it's been so much fun and so creative in terms of collaborating with you and your team and creating what we have. So I'm excited. Yeah. And you know, as our listeners tuning in today, you might be scratching your head going, okay, We know that Sweet Financial, Brian and Brittany have brought us people from the medical space, from the health space, people from personal development, 
but music is a new space and we are more than excited. We're elated for what this could potentially add to our clients and our prospects lives. So Barry, I would love for you to share a little bit more of the behind the scenes that we maybe didn't share in your bio. Talk about your journey. Talk about some of the things you've done and what brought you to this point. Yeah, well, without going back to like two years old and and that time frame, right? Because we only have a little time to talk. (laughs) I started out as a musician and and song singer songwriter and that actually developed into producing music professionally and new york city and if you know anything about new york and you know anything about me i'm a type a you know high energy i work a lot i love doing what i do and eventually being successful as a music producer and and working with clients started to become a pressure and I started to kind of like lose lose sight and kind of lose myself in the business as opposed to why I started doing it and my original goals and my original intentions. So I decided to use music in the opposite way that I was using it. So instead of um, composing four-minute pop songs that took 100 hours to create, with like really you know distinct timelines and delivery dates, what would happen if I did it the other way around and create hour-long pieces of music that basically are just kind of in flow state and not any preconceptions and kind of decomposing with the music as opposed to composing it analytically. And um, my goal was really, well, how do I come back to my heart? How do I kind of re-navigate myself back to my original dreams and create that reconnection with the spark of it? So um, I, I did some research and what I found was that if I wanted to target my heart physically utilizing music, that our heart is at a relaxed state between 60 to 70 beats per minute. And so I set my metronome to 60 beats per minute, not knowing exactly what would occur, and just started taking these hour-long journeys and and moving into flow state where the music was coming through me. And I didn't think anyone would listen to this music because it really had no melody. It didn't have a catchy chorus, all the things that I had been used to doing. But I played it for friends of mine who, some of them were massage therapists and some were working in the medical field. And they said, do you mind if we use it to relax clients when we're massaging people? Do you mind if we use it in our waiting rooms um, at the medical offices? Do you mind if we use it with cancer patients who are undergoing chemo? Um, Do you mind if we use it for insomnia? And, you know, it just started to kind of ripple out. And I started getting all these testimonials of how people were using um, music as medicine, really. So not just on an emotional level, but how it, it affects our physical body. So that led to me really wanting to know why that was occurring, what was going on in this music that was creating these great effects with people. And that led to me writing a book and doing a lot more research on this and really learning how we could navigate and steer our energy utilizing music as a tool to enhance mood, but also how do we get music to really guide us physically as well. 
And that's the thing that most most people don't get, you know, is like, wow, music can actually be used to change our physiology. And so in a, a short form answer to kind of where I've, what I've been doing over the last over 30 years now with music. You know, Barry, I think something I appreciate so much about you and your process and what you do and the passion behind it is that you've somehow managed to not only completely embrace the creative gene, the creative element and being able to produce something like this, but you understand the science behind it. And you have just the amount of credibility behind the work that you've done is so amazing to me. You know, Barry, I'd love to pivot because we've talked and given examples to the health space and the medical space and what you've done there and what you've created. Uh, but to go back to what you've actually done for us, I would love for you to talk a little bit about that because to give framing around it for our audience, for our listeners, we have the dream architect. That's our process. Everything that we do is enveloped around that. Uh, we also have worksheets and tools and things that we have people go through and we wanted to make it into an experience and to put people into that true flow state. So Barry, if you could talk a little bit about how you've served us and what you've done, uh, I think that would be really interesting for the audience. Yeah, and I think that most people will probably say, oh, wow, how did that become a match? You know, yeah. a financial company and, you know, a, a music producer and a music composer. But I'm seeing more and more that people are understanding on a corporate level how music can be used to create team building, how music can be used to guide through processes like this where, you know, you want to take people from one state to another. And in, in your case with the Dream Architect process, you know, you were already really specific and your company already had the process in place. So it was really about how can we magnify that process and create a marriage here that is really catered to taking your clients and people you work with to the next level in caring. Because it's so easy these days to, you know, license a piece of stock music that's out there. So, you know, why create something so customized? And I think that's where both of us and our both of our teams got excited about this because when we talked about the Dream Architect process, what we realized was, well, it's a five-step process. And we wanted, we, we had very high uh, goals for what we could achieve, not just from creating it, but creating it in about five minutes. Like, how can you give people a powerful process and they, how can they benefit in five minutes? So I remember our first conversation, I said, kind of break it down for into five major points that we can incorporate into this process that carried your really powerful verbiage. And that allowed me to say, how am I going to carve this out musically? So just to break it down for people who are listening, this five-step process was all about, number one was possibility. The second one was moving through limited belief systems. The third was creating your ideal dream architect or your dream space for this. Tapping into your values and then as, a, as something climactical, the excitement of what is yet to come. So those five bullet points, you know, when I saw them on paper, my goal was, okay, if I was creating a film, which is how I think of this, is each one of these would be a unique scene. 
And this is really where we get into that specialization. So breaking it down into five different musical scenes to create five different emotions that are going to take people there musically. And it really is like scoring a film because if when you're closing your eyes to do a process, it's all about creating the visuals of what that looks like and what does it feel like. So for me, the challenge was being able to listen to the music back and say, okay, does this capture those feelings in each one of those scenes, even without the words? So if I were to play this minute piece for you, would you know that that's about possibility? If I were to play this minute piece for you, would that feel like excitement about moving into the future? And so it can really get quite specialized. And again, you know, music's a tool to navigate energy. And it's a tool, it's a map. So that's exactly what the music did in this case, was to create a map from taking people through those five points to make sure it really provided a tool that helped you even before you meet your clients. What if they could do this process and already tap into the feeling of what that would be like? Then all your, some of your work is already done because you've already taken them through the process. So that's really the beauty of what I think we collaborated on was letting people know that they, they, in five minutes they could create something very powerful that helps them in the next chapter of their lives or in just creating a, a energetic map to where they want to go and keep them on track for that. Yeah. And Barry, as you're talking through and sharing how we went through these kind of five key points or five pivotal steps or that momentum, you know, I'll say from our perspective, I feel like it helped us as a team even get more clarity around how we want our clients to feel when they come out of the dream architect process. So we didn't expect that coming into it. We expected that we would make this really cool music piece that people could use, you know, to work through some of the exercises to even have a meditation piece that they could use. We did not expect to really look at how we could serve our clients even better coming as a result of our interaction with you. So that was a really neat thing. And, you know, as you know, we have a, a big passion for serving clients on, at that really, really high exponential level. Absolutely. So, Barry, there's a couple things here that I want to press on. One of which you made me think when you were, you were first opening up and you're talking about your journey and you're talking about how you made the decision to go from kind of one end of the music industry into another. So mm -hmm. I would love to hear a comment from you for anybody that's listening, that's maybe at this point of transition in life where they are maybe not quite fulfilled with the things that they've been doing up to this point. Or maybe they are as fulfilled as they can possibly get, and there's not much left in what they're doing now. What piece of advice would you give to somebody that's looking at a massive pivot or a big career change or just making some monumental decision on the path of their life? I think it's really about combining emotional intelligence and combining your thought process as well. So a lot of us tend to try to overthink our next steps and also not what kind of weighing out what our hearts are telling us is really important. And that's, you know, called emotional intelligence. And, you know, this is becoming a science as well, where we're understanding that our heart has its own unique intelligence. Mm -hmm. And it's actually being studied. It's called neurocardiology. 
so that our heart has a unique process of its own that's geared on intuitive states and tapping into those states as well. So, you know, when you have that gut feeling, wow, it doesn't feel right going into another job like this, but it all looks good on paper and you decide to take that job and, you know, six months later, you're kicking yourself for not listening to yourself or the other way around and you and you follow your heart and say, wow, I'm really glad that I didn't just follow my mind on that, on my brain, and it looked great on paper, but now that I know what this company's about or I know this person, it doesn't feel right. So for me, that was a big part of my process as well. It wasn't actually something that um, this part of my career wasn't just something that I chose, but it also chose me. You know, and, and I was at that fork in the road where I had just come off for one of the biggest highs of my career was working with Les Paul and winning a Grammy with him for Best Rock Instrumental. And all of a sudden, you know, I have this other side where people are calling me and saying, oh, this, your music really helped me with my mom who has dementia. And your music puts me to sleep every night, right? So it's like this fork on the road. Which, which way do I go, right? Do I, do I continue in this area and, and pivot on the Grammy into the music business? Or do I take you know, what I've learned and actually move this more into, you know, into the medical arena and music as medicine and also for transformation. And when I really went in and tapped into what felt good to me and what felt exciting to me was taking this into kind of uncharted territory and moving this into more how it can help and serve people on a, on a different level. So I think it's really a combination of listening to your mind, doing your diligence. Absolutely. You know, you want to find out and you want to write things down. But then the Native Americans say the longest journey you'll ever take is from your mind to your heart. So once you have all your, you know, your facts down and, and the things you need to know, allow yourself to take the journey down to your heart, like I did with that compositional process, and see what feels good for you and then make your decision based on both of those together. You know, your answer, it, it obviously it has my wheels spinning exponentially. So, you know, I think one of the things that we often encounter with, with our clients, with the people that we work with is that they're at those pivotal, those pivotal transition moments where they have to be a little bit in, or not a little bit, but a lot introspective into mm -hmm. what's next for them. And I think just allowing yourself the space to be able to navigate that and know that you don't have to have an answer in this immediate moment. You know, I've used this analogy before where, you know, I liken, um, I, I we use the word retirement, but we're trying to come up with a better word for that because a lot of our clients don't retire by the traditional sense. It's not like I've been to work for forever. And now I'm just not going to most of the time it's going from something to something else. But I liken that period of time to the high school graduate. Like, you know what you're coming off of and everybody's like, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? And you're like, I don't know. I have to figure out how to go to the store and buy groceries without mom there. <laughs> so I, I think that that's, there's so much, there's like a repetitive nature that happens in cycles as we kind of go through these major transitions. So Barry, you and I were talking offline a little bit about this, but I'd be curious to know you as that high achiever, that person who's always going to be going to something else, regardless of what he's leaving behind. How do you get yourself into a creative flow, into a creative state? Um, how do you organize your, your kind of life, your schedule that gives you the freedom to 
be able to breathe and think on occasion. Yeah. So that's probably like, I'll address that as kind of like an A and a B question. Because I think one, sometimes the flow state could be different than also navigating your energy, utilizing music in your day in terms of specific times and what music you can use for different things and all that. But uh, for my flow state, you know, in, in terms of my creative state, um, I'm composing a lot of times, I'm utilizing music in my flow state. But in addition to that, I'm utilizing it to prepare. Um, so I, depending on what type of music I'm creating, I might listen to a piece of music that's going to calm me down first and put me into that heart space where I feel connected and I feel like my emotions are going to be authentic within the music. So it's about creating an environment around me. So this is a fun, exciting environment for me, but it's also about creating the inner environment. And if I'm going to be creating a song about inner peace, I don't want to be coming off an argument, you know, with one of, with someone in my life, right? Or something that has me thinking or coming into it with anticipation or worry. So I think before you step into your creative or your flow state is really coming into alignment with, you know, what your intention is for that session. So for me, it's what, what is this music about? What do I want to to incorporate? Where am I now? And where do I want to go? And then what's going to put me into that state so that I can, you know, I can be an open vessel for flow, right? Mm -hmm. Flow is, think about flow. You know, you don't want to have things blocked, you know, in order for, for you to be in that creative state. So anything that you can get rid of before you move into creation, any things that are in your mind, any anxieties, your space around you, you know, you want to make it conducive to your creative state and you want to be in a state that's going to kind of welcome in that, that creation, whatever it is, because it's, it's like a birthing process. If you think of it that way, you know, you're in several stages, you know, you're in an initial stage when you're moving into birth, you know, if we're seeding that process, you're in a different stage for the present part of it where you're in creation. And then you're in a different part when it's done and you're bringing it into the world just like bringing a child into the world, that could be part of your creative process as well. So knowing your stages and targeting them, you know, I think music's a great way to put you into that space. Or also the, um, the music of nature, you know, taking a walk in nature and connecting to the sounds of nature. And when you think about all the different sounds and all the things that are in nature, there's so much creativity and creation in all that's around you. So you tap into that. And that's a great way also to come into a creative space. Mm -hmm. um, so also, so what we were talking about when, when we were kind of offline at first was we were talking about like navigating our schedules and um, music is just an amazing way to do that as well. So for all of your listeners out there who are high energy entrepreneurs or if you're moving into that next stage of your life as well, and you're looking to kind of be able to, to have more energy um, and have specific times of your day that you're doing specific things, 
Think of it as a program, just like you, when you go on a diet, you have to have a program. It has to be for a certain period of time for it to be effective. It's the same with music. You know, we've all had random experiences where music has affected us powerfully, but where the power comes in is to using it every day. So I'll give you three great ways to create your own program. And that's number one, think of it, think of music like you would think of meals in the morning for during breakfast, in the lunch time to kind of re-nourish yourself and at nighttime to wind down. So just like you nourish yourself with meals, you can nourish yourself with music. And so asking yourself that question, where am I now? Where do I want to go? And what piece of music is going to take me there at those three stages? You know, start your day with a piece of music that's going to take you from point A to point B. And for you, like Brittany, if you have a, a power meeting Monday and you have all your staff on deck, right, you might not want to listen to a really relaxing piece of music. You know, you might want to listen to something fun and energetic, you know, to tap in to what that meeting really needs. So you're looking at every stage of those three times during um, your lunch, what's going to re-nourish you? Have you been behind a computer screen all day and maybe you want to get up and move? Or like for me, I'm in um, this environment a lot. So I take what I call a five minute musical vacation and I listen to a piece of music from another part of the world. I close my eyes, like I listen to a piece of music from Morocco, you know, and just picture myself and what are the foods? What is the, what does it smell like? How are the people? So I'm shifting my environment and then I open my eyes and I feel refreshed and, you know, back into creative flow. And then in the evening, you know, most of us don't wind down. So this is really important because um, most of us are going like from our social media networks and we're watching YouTube videos or we're binge watching Netflix. You know, yes, I, I admit I've, I've done it, right? But we also need to respect that our sleep state is a sacred process. And in order to move into those next, chap next chapters of our lives and the things that we want to do and the, dream, the dreaming big aspect, we have to be rested. We have to rejuvenate. Mm. So if you can scale down at the end of your evening and start to listen to some more quiet music. Um, so this is where, again, it gets into the, the physiological effects of music. What I had talked about at the beginning where I was targeting my heart at a relaxed state, um, a lot of the studies show that music at a, about 60 to 70 beats per minute allow our hearts to entrain. So entraining is actually when our, our physical heart synchronizes to the tempo of music. So our internal rhythm um, synchronizes to an external rhythm, which is in the music. So it allows us to kind of wind down and move out of those high, busy beta brainwave states that our thinking minds need. And it's scaling down to going into our slower brainwave states, which are alpha, which is where our creative um, states are in alpha and theta. So when you're winding down, 
it's also great to, to, to be quiet with that because then you have new ideas that come in when, you're, when your brain waves are slowing down and you're not like shocking your body to move from beta to delta, which is our sleep state. So those are three ways that you can really use music in your schedule, you know, as, as entrepreneurs, as busy people to make sure that you have enough energy, you know, during your day and your next day to tap into what your passions are and what your dreams are. Because if you're spending it every place else and there's nothing left for that dream visioning, then, you know, you're, you're going to feel resentment towards things. You're going to not feel complete. So music's just a great, wonderful tool to, a power tool to help you map out your day. Hey, Brittany here, letting you know that our latest book, Dream Architecture, is not only out and available, but it hit the Amazon bestseller list at record speed. So be sure to hop on over to amazon.com and grab your copy of Dream Architecture today. You know, Barry, all I can think about here is how I think I need you to create like a whole bunch of playlists for me. <laughs> For, for every aspect of my life. And, you know, it's so interesting listening to you talk about this and music has always been something that has been, I'll call it a passion, call it something that I just thoroughly enjoy. And I like all different genres. I like, I like everything. And I can literally think in my brain, like I have personally a playlist for when I'm creating or writing in particular. Mm -hmm. So whether I'm, you know, working on the latest book or blog posts or articles or white papers or, you know, whatever, I have a certain playlist for that. And it matches the mood that I need a little bit of energy, but softness at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, same thing, you know, with my kids, I have different playlists that I'll play based on, Hey, they're you know, my youngest is acting out a little bit. So we're going to have a jam session in the kitchen for a little bit and burn that energy. So I awesome. just think so many people can relate if they start really thinking about how music has played a part in their life and how they can be even more intentional with it. So your commentary about the wind down at night and even the, you know, prep before a meeting or, you know, you're getting ready for your day and all those things. I think that's something that everybody can do more intentionally. So Barry, I, I want to take this because, you know, you've mentioned health. We talk a lot about health here in at Sweet Financial because health and wealth are tied together so closely. You know, if you mm -hmm. don't have your health, that wealth doesn't really matter so much. So I would be curious, you know, a lot of our clients talk about, you know, exci being excited about time for new workout routines or things that they can do to really move their body. So do you have any commentary on that for, you know, different elements of music that pair well with like yoga versus cardio versus, um, you know, weightlifting and how that might enhance their experience there? Yeah. And, you know, there was actually, I think it was a study that Pandora did that showed that, you know, I think it was. 80% of people judge their yoga workout based on the music that was played wow. during the yoga session. So it does become really important. And, you know, like a lot of yoga teachers now are kind of playing double roles almost as DJs, you know, so mm. they're, they're creating their own playlists based on things like that, like beats per minute. 
So, you know, as I said, if you want to be in that relaxed state between 60 to 70 beats per minute for most people, if you want to kind of be in between that and a workout, like a yoga, a yoga stretching and moving into the different parts of yoga workouts, a lot of time those are in between 80 to 100 beats per minute. And then as you get faster, you're moving more into cardio, you know, like when you when you're on a bike and you're, you know, you want to actually you want to increase your heart rate. You're going to a lot of people like listening to club music or uh, motivational type music to do that. And that's, you know, usually from 100 beats all the way to 140 beats per minute. So these are terms that DJs use, you know, for beats per minute for moving a crowd. Mm. and targeting specific states to move people to different emotional states. But you can look them up. Now we have Google and now we have YouTube. Like if you type in inspirational songs at 100 beats per minute or great electronic music to listen to to work out. And the idea is really the studies show that the music that you prefer when you're working out are going to help you really get to those states a lot more effectively. You know, so, you know, someone could recommend, I could, that's why I'm kind of giving you basics and tempos more than I am necessarily songs because songs are so personal to us, us in nature. You know, I could recommend Let's Get Physical, right? Or I could recommend Eye of the Tiger, you know, uh, which was a Rocky song for working out because those are songs I love to work out to when I was growing <laughs> up, right? But for people who are younger, they're not probably going to even know what those songs are per se. So it's finding those tempos that are going to kind of take you to those states and then finding songs, listening to them and really see what moves you. You know, you know what moves you, like, you know, what songs that you said you wanted to play for your kids, you know, so playlists aren't like really new per se. It's more of the technology is new. But um, Brittany, we used to do this. I grew up in New York and in the Bronx, you know, when I when I was growing up, we had boom boxes. Yeah. And I grew up with a diverse group of guys, you know, that were literally every ethnic, you know, person you can you can categorize in different categories. We had it. So we would get a multitude of melting pot of each guy coming with a half an hour mixed tape of music they loved. <laughs> Right. And they would tell you why they loved it as well. You know, I love this piece because it helps me, you know, when I'm having problems at home. And a lot of things that were going on in our lives were heavy things that were going on. You know, I got friends whose brothers and sisters were like gang members, you know, and other people coming from alcoholic households and very heavy things. But the music that we loved, right, would enable us it was like this rope that would kind of a lifeline that would pull us out in that half an hour you know and move us to different places and then listening to the next guys you know so at the end of three hours talk about mood shift because you know now you have this whole diverse ethnic melting pot of music as well and you're learning more also i think we need to come back to the music that moves and music we love so Go back to your, think about what you like to listen to in high school. What did you love to listen to? What did you like to listen to in college? You know, and dust off those songs. It's like a long lost friend, really, you know, that you haven't talked to in a while. But when you do, it's like you never stop talking to them. You know, that's yeah. how I think of 
music. You know, so when we look at it in a different way and we look at it beyond art and entertainment and we look at it as what I call acoustaceuticals. So instead of like nutraceuticals or pharmaceuticals, like what would happen if you reach for a piece of music when you have anxiety? Mm. Or you reach for a piece of music when you can't get to sleep at night. You know, it's low cost. It's non-invasive. I mean, what do you have to lose by trying it? So mm. That's so beautiful. And I think too, thinking about your comment you just made on, on the anxiety component, using music to help bring those nerves down. I mean, that's something that I think with everything that's gone on in the world in the last few years, I don't think we have to talk about the elephant in the room, but I think that's something that you said it's low cost. It's easily accessible. It's, you know, everybody has access to, to, to music as a side note, all I can picture now is you working out to eye of the tiger. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I'll take anything I can get when someone says, I can picture you working out. That's a step in the right direction. (laughs) So I'll do the picturing so you don't have to do the work, right? That's right. That's right. No, but actually, you know, when I listen, I still listen to like those those songs because they still motivate me. I still have a positive connection with them. And, you know, that's what the research shows is that we have what are called autobiographical memories. Mm -hmm. So when we listen to a piece of music, it immediately can take us back to that memory where we were. And that's why it's, it's being used so beneficially now with Alzheimer's patients. Because mm-hmm. if you can create a playlist of that music that that person loved before the Alzheimer's, it's creating new neural pathways and neuroplasticity as well for, wow. to, to have access to memories in a different way. So, and my book talks a lot about these things because most people, it's not going to be the first thing they reach for. But if you look at some of the videos like on YouTube, type in Henry and Alzheimer's and you'll Mm -hmm. see how this one elderly man was literally taken from almost a catatonic stage in Alzheimer's to being fully receptive and in conversation. And then you realize, wow, this is and can be powerful if we take on the, the role of being the person creating the programs for ourselves. And we do it for so many other things. Yeah. So why not music? That's so beautiful. And I can think of a few people that I know in my life, that I know in, in Brian's life, and I'm sure our listeners, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of us know people who suffer with either dementia, Alzheimer's, something like that. So that tiny little nugget right there is something that I know could help a lot of people. You know, and Barry, I'll just comment on this too, as you're talking about the boombox and the music and the conversations and the vibes. I mean, I think back to being in my mom's backyard with my boombox and my mixtape and making up dances with my friends based on you know, whatever it is that we're listening to. And it's amazing how things like that can bring you back and moments bring you or music brings you back to certain moments and and, and memories. So that's so fun. Yeah. So very- and you know, when you're when you're up and you're doing that dancing, Brittany, too, you know, this is how we basically activate our internal pharmacy. You know, we have this pharmacy that's going on in our body that is beneficial to us. So when you're dancing and you're up, you know, studies have shown that, you know, music can help you produce dopamine, mm-hmm. uh, which is our reward, a reward neurotransmitter. So, you know, there's are many different ways to access different hormones that are beneficial to sleep states and to waking states, melatonin and serotonin, all through the use of music. We have this amazing pharmacy that is like waiting for us to tap into it. 
And I think that's one of the things I really learned from working with you as well is that it can happen in five minutes. You know, yeah. when we put our awareness in, we put our care in, and we really focus in on what we're looking to achieve, it doesn't have to be an hour long or an hour and a half long meditation. And I think that deters people a lot of, of going through processes because they think they have a preconception of how much time it's going to take and how long they can quiet their mind for. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily true. You know, when you have the right intentions, you have the right emotions, when you're using the science behind it as well in the music, which we did, you know, you can target and get people to these states and have profound effects and have a, a profound visioning. And literally, as your process says, it's architect. You know, you're building it, right, from the ground up and providing the tools and the verbiage for people to build their process in five minutes. And then so you can delve in deeper with them as as they work with you and your team. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Barry, I'm gonna have I, have I have two more questions that I'm gonna ask you, and I could honestly talk to you about this for hours on end because I think it's fascinating, and I think that people need to pay more attention because music is not just music. I, I mean, there's so much behind it, and so many benefits to you know, really diving in and using it to your advantage. So um, we are going to make that piece available. So at their time of recording, we are in the process of a really cool website revamp. And we are going to make this piece available so that, you know, as you're listening to this, you go to sweetfinancial.com, you're going to be able to get access to it. And we're so excited to put this out into the world. So Barry, before I ask my last couple of questions, if people want to learn more about you, they want to get a hold of you, maybe even create, go through the same process we did in creating a music piece that's either custom to their business or to their personal lives. Um, how would they go about getting a hold of you? Well, the best way to do that is through my website at barrygoldsteinmusic.com. And you can also reach me at info at barrygoldsteinmusic.com in terms of emailing me if you have a specific project that you're looking to collaborate on. Awesome. Well, I can speak firsthand that you made the experience seamless and easy and fun and creative. And it helped, you know, Brian and I both tap into thoughts and ideas that we hadn't even brought to the table yet. So I highly encourage anybody listening who has an interest to get a hold of Barry because what he does is magical. So Barry, two last questions. Sure. Uh, we like to ask our listeners because we focus so much on helping people realize possibility and to dream big. I'd love to know what does dreaming big mean to you? Ah, well, dreaming big to me usually focuses on the feeling of freedom. So when when I start out visioning or I start out dreaming in terms of the future, I, I usually tap into the feeling of freedom first. Because mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm feeling free, then usually that's associated with abundance as well. So what is it that makes me feel free? Whatever it, what, whatever it is. And tapping into that feeling first. And tapping into the feeling of what the future would feel like in terms of what I'm visioning, you know? So if I'm, you know, dreaming about playing in front of a crowd of 70,000 people, you know, it's not just a matter of putting that on paper. 
it's like, what would it feel like to be in front of that audience and seeing them move to these emotional states by listening to the music? What would the sound sound like? You know, so really tapping into the emotion of the future before it happens. And then you set a resonance with that as well in terms of if you know what it already feels like, then it's so much easier to navigate towards that because you're just now navigating to the feeling of it as well as the event. So that's how I, I like to dream. And it's similar to really moving into that flow state um, that I'm using in my creative process because moving into that dream state of dreaming big really is about tapping into the energy of creation. You're creating it, right? And so if you can stay in that fun, creative, childlike energy of you know, creation and how much fun it would be and what it would feel like when you achieve it, then I, then I think that's a great start. Mm-hmm. I, I love that answer. And, you know, I was having a conversation with Brian recently about how I felt such like a call it dream, call it vision, whatever um, creation block. And I've sat down and I've tried to, you know, think about, okay, it's time for me to set my next three-year intention. And for some reason, I've just been stalemated. And, you know, what you just talked about putting yourself into the feeling versus just putting the words onto paper that for me hit home right now. So I'm going to do that. And I think that's such great advice to any of our listeners. And again, it's whether you resonate with the term dream or you resonate more with vision, it's just about creating intentionality for your future and going after the things that you want most. So I love that answer. That was so good. Yeah. And I was going to say too, if you know, when you, when you have those creative blocks, something that works really well for me, if you think of yourself like a, a, you're like a TV channel, right? So you're on this creative station now and you're having a block, right? It's like a TV show you don't want to watch. Man, I don't want to watch me (laughs) create a block. I'm going to turn the channel to something else. So create something else completely. Mm. Like even if you're drawing or doodling on a matchbook or on paper, just open up the creative energy to something else. And once you move into a flow state with something else, or maybe it's creating a business plan or creating the next chapter in your book, you'll find that when you come back to that original channel where you were blocked, now you, you know, you're not putting that pressure was taken off and you can move back into flow state. Mm, I will try that. That is great advice. And I have never been, I've never had that suggested to me before. So I will absolutely put that in place. So Barry, my last question is what haven't I asked you that I should have? Well, you know what? I will say, you know, just, just moving forward for me and moving into the chapter of my life as well. The next chapter that I'm definitely, um, this is kind of something that has opened up a new pathway for me as well. Mm -hmm. Like being able to collaborate with people who understand the power of music to magnify mission So I'm excited about taking like this into more corporations. I'm creating a lot more programs, a lot more courses that will help in in these areas, including things like musical mission statements and Mm -hmm. musical branding and sonic lead generators. You know, these are all things where we're used to utilizing specific tools that have Um, been present in our field before around marketing and around different things, but utilizing music in a new and powerful way to, um, you know, to build audience and also to not just build them, but provide benefit 
to, you know, your audience and to really create community with the things that you're offering people as well. So I'm really excited about that next chapter of what that's going to look like into bringing this more into mainstream businesses and mainstream entertainment as opposed to, you know, just the transformational or medical areas. It's like, okay, great. How can we get these tools in so people can actually help their businesses as well as that next stage in their life. And that's kind of where, you know, me and my wife are going into a new chapter in our life as well. And we're getting prepared for our dream architect process as well and what that looks like. So I, I agree with you in, the, in what you said that, that a lot of us don't retire and you have to, we have to find a better word for it than retirement because it seems so final, you know, like when, yeah. when, you're, when you're in retirement. I've been using like the next chapter, but I, th- I think you're right. I think that's our next project is like, let's come up with a really cool name for retirement. I like it. You, it, hey, collaboration at its finest. We are game for that. That's it. Awesome. Well, Barry, I am so excited to see what you create. And I think what you're talking about here with the musical mission and, you know, just really having that become part of organizations and how that can impact people and individuals too, down the road. I think that's going to be amazing to see. So Barry, I'm so grateful that you agreed to come have a conversation with me today to hang out and to share your brilliance with our audience. Yeah, I'm so I'm so glad to be here. It's something that I'm passionate about and I'm excited to see how your community benefits from the process that we did together. So I would love to hear more about people's experience once um, you are making it available to them, which is really soon. So Yeah. Awesome. We will absolutely share. Well, that wraps up today's episode of the Dream Architect Life podcast. Be sure that if you like what you heard today, if you want to hear even more from brilliant minds like Barry, be sure to subscribe to our channel, to give it a like and to share it. And if you are watching this on our YouTube channel, uh, be sure to subscribe to that as well. You'll be the first to know when any new content drops and of course, share that as well so that we can reach even more people and, and help people build a life beyond wealth. So we will catch you back here for our next episode. Thank you for listening to the Dream Architect Life podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you heard something that really hit home for you, please share it with those you want to be helpful to. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Sweet Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your retirement planning. 